You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. You know, Easter, Easter is my favorite time of year. You know, a lot of people love Christmas. I love, a lot of people love the lights. A lot of people love to sing. But, but Easter's my favorite time of year. And you're like, oh, I know. Easter's your favorite time of year because you're a pastor. Well, that's right. Because this time of year, this is the time of year that more people are willing and open uh, to worship Jesus more than any other day in the year. And I'm happy for that. And, but, you know, Pastor Grant alluded to this a little bit. At Christmas... We're celebrating the hope of something. But that hope is found today. Easter, I mean, Christmas is just the beginning. You're right, I get you. Christmas is just the beginning. But the hope of what Christmas stands for is founded in today. Without today, Christmas means nothing. Without today, the manger means nothing. But what today is all about, today is all about eternal life. Now, what do I mean by eternal life? That what happens to us after we pass away? Now, I think we all fear one day that one day we're all gonna pass away. But you know what? There's something that we're more afraid of than that. Would you believe me? Did you know that more people are afraid to public speak than they are to die? So what I'm telling you this morning is you'd be more willing to die than to trade places with me and get up here and speak, right? (laughs) But I think it's something that we all consider that, you know, one day, but what I want you to hear this morning is because of today, because Jesus went to the cross, went to the grave and rose again three days later, there is nothing that we have to fear if we choose him. But guys, here's what I want you to hear this morning. Eternal life cannot be earned or merited. It must must be received as a gift. And guys, that's what I want you to hear this morning. Eternal life is a gift. It's not something that you have to do to be earned. It's not, there's not a set of rules that you have to live uh, to live your life this way and then God will be happy with you. Jesus just wants a relationship with you this morning. Guys, I don't, I don't know what brought you into this stadium today. I don't know. Hey, cool. There's a, there's a, there's a church doing a a service on a baseball field. I don't know if you, I don't know what you came expecting, but here's what I want you to hear. We are so glad that you're here and we want you to know that Jesus loves you. It doesn't matter how you've lived your life. It doesn't matter what you've done to this point. It doesn't matter what you're going to do after this. Jesus loves you and he longs to have a relationship with you. Yes and amen. And oftentimes we think that we have all these things that we have to get right. You know, a lot of people will tell me, Pastor, you know, I I can't come to your church because your church is going to burn down when you walk through the door. Listen, you don't have that much power, okay? If the church was going to burn down, it would have burned down a long time ago with me. Amen? Okay? Just ask my wife. I'm not the most perfect person on the planet, but she loves me anyway. But that's the thing. Jesus loves you. He's not in love with a future version of you. He's in love with today, this version, 
the version that walked into Easter at the depot and he wants a relationship with you and he offers it to you as a free gift. Now today, we're going to be talking about one of what the biblical scholars call the I am statements of Jesus. There's, I believe, seven I am statements of Jesus and what Jesus is saying, he is telling you who he is. I personally want to know who Jesus is. And that's what's great about these I am statements is we get to find out who Jesus really is. So this first I am statement is found in John chapter 11. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to that. John chapter 11, starting in verse 25, it says, Jesus told her, he's talking to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? I think what Jesus is saying today is, do you believe this? Do you believe this, Rick? Do you believe this, Mo? Do you believe this, George? Do you believe this, Crystal? Do you believe that if you have a relationship with me, you will never die? So if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is, how do we gain resurrection life? You know, we talk about this, you're like, well, pastor, I want that resurrection life. So I've got three points for you today is how do we gain resurrection life? Okay. So pause for me for a moment. I got a couple commercials for you. Okay. So we are Hope Church. In fact, my name's Todd Barham. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Church. Been there going on 11 years now. Can y'all believe they put up with me for 11 years? So they they hadn't fired me yet. Uh, Maybe after today, I never know. You know, they might be looking for somebody. But, you know, we've been there 11 years. And one thing that we're passionate about, one thing we're passionate about is we're passionate about loving God and loving people. In fact, this morning is a picture of that. We love you so much that we don't care to have church in our church building this morning. We want you to feel comfortable. And we want you to come to a place that you're comfortable coming to and you can come and hear about Jesus. But I wanna encourage you. I wanna encourage you that we have a brand new church building that we're opening up next week. We have been working to make space for you. We were at three services. And now we're going to drop down to two services at 9.30 and 11 o'clock. Church people, 9.30 and 11 o'clock. They'll be texting me this week, 9.30 uh, and 11 o'clock. And we've, we've got a, a brand new auditorium. Now, our brand new auditorium is just like anytime you do any remodeling at your house. Anybody ever done remodeling at your house? Yes. Right now, it's a mess. We have faith that it's going to be ready. We're going to have church service in it regardless of what it looks like. Amen. But it's going to be ready for you. We've made space for you. And we'd love for you to come join us. If you don't know where we are, you go right to the light here. Turn left. We're the church first church building on your right. Uh, and it's two different colors right now. I was going to tell you what color it was, but it's a bunch of different colors. Yes, we are going to paint the brick for the 50th person that asked me. Uh, everybody's like, Pastor, they ordered the wrong color of brick. Yeah, they did. It's, you paint brick. Never mind. Uh, and... So we want you to join us. And this week, this next week, we're, we're starting a new sermon series that I think will be appealing to you. Do you. Does anybody have any difficult people to deal with in their life? You don't have to raise your hand. They might be sitting next to you. It's fine. Uh, we're going to be talking about dealing with relationships. 
Uh, from the standpoint of our friends, uh, we're going to talk about being single. We're going to talk about dating. Uh, we're going to talk about boundaries. Anybody need any healthy boundaries in their life? Yeah. Amen. Come on. Uh, and so that starts uh, this next week, this Sunday. And so if that sounds interesting to you, uh, I want you to come join us. And listen, we've got a place for you. We've made room. We've made space. Uh, and we want you to be a part of us. Hope Church, next Sunday, 9.30 and 11 o'clock. And I want to say, if this is your first time with us at Hope Church, uh, we are really glad you're here. Go out and see them. Uh, the welcome people are out here in the back somewhere. If you want to get more connected with us, uh, go out and see them. You'll get a text message from me this afternoon uh, saying that I'm really glad that you were here. You can connect with me more. If that's what you want to do, we would love to connect with you. If you don't, that's fine. There is no pressure from us today, okay? So that's it. That's all my announcements. Let's get, let's get into it. How do we gain resurrection life? How do we gain resurrection life? The first point is found in John chapter 5, starting in verse 39. It says, you search the scriptures because they think they give, you think they give you eternal life. But scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me and receive this life. The first thing that we have to understand about gaining resurrection life is resurrection life, number one, cannot be earned. It cannot be earned. Guys, there's one thing that I can guarantee you. Being a good person, being a good person cannot get you into heaven. In fact, it, it's good to be, but whoever does not have life is subject to punishment. Guys, all, well, I skipped down to my notes. One of my favorite shows to watch growing up uh, and, and one of the favorite times of year was the Ellen DeGeneres show. It's okay, don't judge me, it's fine. One thing I'd always love every year is Ellen DeGeneres would have her 12 days of giveaways. You ever watch that? Yeah. And what she'd do is she'd get all of her favorite things that she'd like, you know, from a, a new TV to some VR goggles to, to some, and, and she, would, she would say, these are the hottest items on the market today. And some of them were really expensive. And sometimes later in the 12 days, she would give away trips. Uh -huh. Now, all of these she would do, she would sell them, and then she would give them away to the whole audience. Now, here's what we'd say. We'd say, wow, Ellen is a great person. And I would say to you, yeah, she, she is a great person. But here's the thing. Being a great person doesn't get us into heaven. Now, I don't know. I don't know Ellen, Ellen's relationship with Jesus. That's between her and the Lord. That's not up to me. But what I do know is there's nothing that you or I could ever do to earn God's love. I, if you are a good person, that's great. But there's nothing we can do to earn it. Now, here's where I want us all to be comfortable with today. There's not a one of us that walked into the door today that was good enough. We all have issues in our lives. We all have things that go on. We all have problems that we face. Not one of us is good enough, but God. And I think sometimes we, we feel like that we have to adhere to a set of rules. But the way you get to heaven is perfection. And there was only one man that walked this earth that was perfect. And his name was Jesus. And guys, the reason that he had to walk this earth and be perfect is because he had to be the perfect, spotless, 
sacrifice for you. And the Bible that says that while we were yet sinners, while we were in our mess, while we were living the way that we wanted to live, Jesus went to the cross and died for you. And did you know, just a few days ago, we celebrated Good Friday. And then you know that when he went to the cross, he'd suffered beatings. Then after he was beat near to death, he walked down a street carrying his cross to a hill. Then he was nailed to a cross. And you know how he died? He suffocated. He no longer had the strength to lift himself up to breathe anymore. And you know why he did that? He did that because he loves you. He did that when he was on the cross, he thought of you. And he made a way for you. Why? Because he loves you. And guys, all the message that we hear throughout the world tells us that we're not good enough, that we have to live up to a certain standard. What I'm telling you today is Jesus loves you right now. There's nothing you have to do to earn his love. You don't have to be a good person. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. What you just have to do is accept his love for you this morning. If I get too far away from my notes, I have to walk a, a long way, a long way back. But I'm not used to having this big a stage. My stage is like this big. Uh, and if you're coming to Hope Church, you're going to find my stage is going to get really bigger. So I'm going to have to get used to walking. So the second point today is found in 1 John chapter 5, starting in verse 11. It says, and this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. And this is life is in his son. Whoever has the son who has life, whoever does not have God does not have life. So the second thing we have to hear, we don't have to be a good enough person. The second part is Jesus is the source. Jesus is the source of that eternal life. A faith that is evident in love for others and devotion to God. Whoever does not have life is subject to eternal punishment. All people should hear the message about Jesus Christ because eternal life comes through faith in God's son. And he cannot be received or possessed in any other way. Guys, heaven and hell is answered right here. You know, one, one question that I get a lot as a pastor is people say, well, pastor, how can a loving God send people to hell? Well, you know what? That's a really good question. And I'm glad you asked it. Yeah. Loving God doesn't send anyone to hell. God has given us a choice. Man. We have what's called free will. God, Jesus is a gentleman. He does not force us to do anything that we don't want to do. In fact, he tells us that we have the, we have the free will to choose him. But that also means we have the free will to deny him. So if you do not want to live your life for Jesus, he's not going to force you to spend your afterlife with him either. So does a loving God send someone to hell. No, a loving God gives you the choice that you choose. It's your choice. In fact, he's loving because he doesn't require you to have a relationship with you. He gives you your choice. And I think oftentimes we make God the bad guy when it's really just him granting him the choice. Anybody have kids? Yeah. Sometimes my kids don't want to make the best choices, right? But what do you have to do with your kids sometimes when they make bad choices? Let them make the bad choices. And so they figure out that dad maybe knows what he's talking about. Amen. If you don't, if you don't drink Mountain Dew Code Red at nine o'clock at night, it's going to be difficult to go to sleep. 
right? My son, the other day, he was eating a lot of food. And I said, son, you better slow down. Uh, that's a lot of food. Well, I'm good, dad. Then later he goes, dad, I ate too much. I go, well, I tried to tell you. Tried to tell you, dad may know a thing or two. But God is the same way with us. God is not going to force us to do anything that we do not want to do. He wants to have a relationship with you. And I truly believe that relationship for me began when I was eight years old. Now, a lot of you are like, oh, wow, you lived such a tough life. You came to know Jesus at eight years old. But, you know, I felt God's presence from the time I was little. I, I grew up in church. Uh, I, start, I joke, I started going to church nine months before I was born. Uh, and I, I've been there ever since. And I truly believe there was, there was one night. Every night my mom would put me to bed and she'd say, son, say your prayers and I'll be back. There was one night that I said, you know, Jesus, I want to have a relationship with you. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to start that, but I want a relationship with you today. Man. Sounds like your kids are having a really good time up there. Let's shout them down. Be quiet. And <laughs> but guys, I truly believe, you know, we, we try to make this complicated, but it's a matter of the heart. Jesus just wants your heart. That's all he wants. He'll help you figure things out along the way, but he just wants your heart. And I think we make it so difficult. He just wants our heart. The same way we have a relationship with other people. It's not complicated. You just want their heart. You just want them to love you. And so the question that Jesus will have for us when we die is, did you know me? Did you know me? Did you live your life for me? Because you have the choice. The choice is yours. Jesus is not going to force you. He wants to have a relationship with you, but he's not going to force you to do it. The choice is yours. The third point today is found in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. If you've been in church for any period of time, you've probably heard this before. But it, it wraps this all up in a perfect bow. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. For the wages of sin is death. For the wages of our consequences, for the wages of our choice is death. But Jesus gives us another opportunity. The third thing that I want you to hear today is the way we gain eternal life is we have to receive this free gift. We have to receive this free gift. Those who give themselves to sin will both die physically and eternally, whereas Christians are assured of eternal life. Wages implies that punishment for sin is what one has earned and what has deserved. Guys, what we deserve is death. What we deserve is punishment. But Jesus offers another way. If we accept the fact that Jesus gave his life to pay penalty for our sin, then turn from that sin and to surrender to his leadership, we receive God's gift of forgiveness and eternal life the opportunity to know him and will be with him forever. Now, guys, I'm a, I'm a terrible gift giver, okay? I, I get so excited. Like if I ever buy you a gift, I get so excited to give it to you. I don't wait till your birthday. Like I, I hate it. I, sometimes I'll put off buying people gifts until it's like the day before their birthday because it just drives me nuts. Like I can't wait to see your reaction for you to open your gift. Uh, my wife loves that because 
this 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 month was her birthday, uh, and I, I got her I got her a gift per week of her birthday, and she was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." I'm like, "That's just kind of how the gifts came in," and I couldn't wait to give them to you. So that's it worked out that way. Uh, sorry, babe, I know you're finding out in front of everybody, uh, but she knows that about me. You know, I I just I cannot wait to see you open it. I get so excited. I'm so excited to see if you like the gift. Uh, and if you don't like it, and if you don't act like you like it, it crushes me on the inside, okay? I'm going to smile and be like, hi, I'm sorry you don't like it. You can take it back, but I'm dead on inside, okay? And, you know, it, it is what it is. But I can't wait for you to open it. But here's the thing. Jesus has offered us a relationship with him, but it's a free gift. You have to open it. Does anybody get a, a gift on their birthday or Christmas morning and you're just like, ah, I'll just find out. I'll just find out, uh, yeah, I'll just find out what it is later. By the way, to me, if you wait to open gifts, I think those people are so psychopath or social, what, what's the name? They're crazy, okay? I, I was going to have a fancy word for it, but it's Easter and you're all looking at me and I couldn't think of it. Uh, <laughs> those people, if you could sit there and go, I'll open it later, I'm like, you're crazy. Something's wrong up there, okay? Because if you buy me something, I want to know what it is now. I will act polite long enough to make you think that I'm like, oh, I'm not a greedy person, but, but I want to open the gift now. I want to find out how much you love me and how much you spent on me. Amen. Right. Okay. It's fine. Hey, we're real here. Okay. We're about real people, Amen. but I can't wait to open it. Guys, the same is true. The same should be true with the gift that Jesus offers us. Guys, this is the greatest gift that anybody's ever given you. I'm saying that no matter what you've done, Jesus loves you. No matter what you've done, Jesus forgives you. All you have to do is receive that free gift. But oftentimes, we leave it just sitting there. But this morning, I think we make it too complicated. I think we think that we have to... We have to live our life a certain way. We have to get up and go to church and be there on time every Sunday morning. I'm here to tell you, if, if being on time to church on Sunday morning was the way to get into heaven, there'd be a lot of people missing, okay? Amen? I mean, you know who you are. You don't have to raise your hand. It's fine. Jesus loves us anyway. Guys, if the, if the way to get into heaven was never making a mistake, none of us would be there. Here's the great thing about this morning and what we have to understand. None of us are good enough but through him we are good enough but we have to accept that free gift that only Jesus can offer us so where does this leave us today what are our transformational moments today you know at Hope Church one of the one of our tenets one of the things that we believe is we're all about transform lives and so every time in my message I end with with what are our transformational moments? How do we take this message that we just heard and apply it to our lives? And I, I, do, it to, I do it in three questions. Number one, do you need to accept the free gift that Jesus has to offer you today? Listen, this is a free gift. You don't have to do anything to earn it. You didn't even have to come into this service today to earn this gift. But Jesus has you here today because he wants you to hear that he loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He cares about you. He doesn't, he doesn't care what has gone on to this point. He doesn't care the hardships that you've gone through. He wants to be there to hold your hand and walk through this life with you if you will let him. Now, he won't force you. 
but he wants to be a part of your life. Do you need to accept the free gift that Jesus has to offer today? The second, do you want to receive his forgiveness? Do you want to receive his forgiveness? You know, I know this is a tough part because in order for us to acknowledge that we need forgiveness, we have to first acknowledge that we made a mistake, okay? Any, anybody want, anybody bad at, you don't have to raise your hand, it's fine, I'm not asking you to raise your hand. Anybody bad at saying you're sorry or, or saying that you made a mistake? I'm, I'm bad at it, you know, I'm working on it. I'll, I'll think of all the reasons as to why you were wrong uh, and then tell you why you were wrong. But the problem is, to have a relationship with Jesus, we have to go, you know what? I'm not good enough. I need him. And he wants us to receive that forgiveness. But the great thing about that forgiveness is you don't have to do anything for it. He just wants to give it to you. And like I said, it's that free gift that's sitting there waiting on us. And all you have to do is open it. The last question I have for you today is, we talked about resurrection life. But do you want resurrect, the resurrection life that he has to offer you today? Do you want that resurrection life that Jesus has to offer you today? You know, in just a moment, if you're sitting there and you're like, Pastor, I, I want that, I want the resurrection life that Jesus offers. I'm gonna say a prayer. Now hear me today. There's nothing magical about this prayer. This is a prayer that we say that we truly believe that if you say it, you can have eternal life if you mean it. What is, what is the key in all of this is about what's going on in your heart. Because if you say this just to say it, then it's, it's not the same. And so in just a moment, I'm going to say a prayer. And if you feel the Lord tugging you today and you want to say this prayer with me, I want you to say it. And I truly believe that if you say this and you mean it, today is your day to begin a relationship with Jesus. Now hear me, this is just step one. This is why we have the church. This is why we have people. Because now we have a relationship with God and now he has attached you to this group of people to teach you how to walk with God from here on out. And so don't think that this is it. I'm good, I gave my relationship. Now it's just step one. And now you have a great family of people that will care about you. And guys, I don't know a lot of things, but one thing that I do know is we have some great people that are a part of Hope Church. They're loving, they're caring, they're compassionate. And you know what? We've got a ragtag group of people. So it doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter your background, you'll probably find someone that's just like you. And it's great. Because we don't have to have it all figured out because Jesus has it all figured out for us. And so, in just a moment, I'm gonna say a prayer. And if you feel led to do it, I just want you to repeat after me. Would everybody all over the stadium bow your head and close your eyes? Nobody's looking around. In just a moment, I'm gonna say a prayer. And you can say it quietly. You don't have to, you don't have to say it out loud. I'm not trying to embarrass you. We don't want to embarrass you. But just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need your love in my life today. Forgive me where I failed you. I give my heart 
to you today. Take my life. Use it for your purpose. In Jesus' name.